0: What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph live I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman. As someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people, and we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island.
1: So I wanted to say a big shout out. Hello, everybody. I'm here with an amazing woman. Some of you may know her from Within the Clouds of Dirt community. She has written for us before. She's got a great following on Instagram as well. But if you do not know this woman, her name is Steph Eilef. She is a coach all in the self-love and empowerment space. She's got a community called the Powerhouse Community Uh, there in her hometown and also online. She's a mom. She's a podcaster, uh, and I'm so excited to have her and be talking her with her today. She has some of the best energy that I've ever felt through like uh, computer or a oh, different. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys will will feel that as well. Um, our topic today is four steps to releasing your fear and stepping into you. So I think this is such a relatable topic to everybody listening. We all know what it's like to be held back by fear. And um, we all have the desire, obviously, to be our most aligned and authentic self. So that's exactly what this conversation um, is all about. Steph, I would love to start off by hearing all about your journey stepping into you. Can you tell us um, you know, what kind of fears you were dealing with and your process for, for stepping into the truest and most authentic version of yourself?
0: Yes. First off, thank you so much for letting me be on here. You're so amazing. I just love everything that you're about and your energy is unreal. Like I already have chills. We haven't even like really started and just like, <laughs> yeah. your vibe is just like so contagious and you're so like you bring like so much peace and grounding, but then it's also like, whoosh, like let's go. And I'm like, okay, like, let's yeah, do it. So, yeah. I love it. Thank you. Being you. Um, yeah. Stepping into me was, and still is like, I mean, you're still always like fully evolving, right? You're never like, I think Self-actualization is just you're always continuing it. Like you think you get there and you're like, oh, that was only level like seven out of 7,000. Okay, let's keep growing. But in order for me to really step into me and step up to the person that I really want to be, it was asking myself like, who do I really want to be? And why do I want to be that person? And for me, that journey started a little over three years ago of asking myself that question. And to be completely vulnerable and honest with you, that question arose because I actually had an emotional affair on my husband that I was married to and it woke me up to be like, is this really the person that you're choosing to be in this beautiful life that you have in this beautiful world? And um, it truly shook me. And the fact that I, I could, could, be okay doing what I did. Cause that's not the person that I want to be or ever thought I could be. And so it woke me up to be like, that is, this is not how I want to be. Who do I want to show up as and who, do, who's my best self and how do I become that best self? And so I just got consumed with books and like, and therapy. And I, I got mentors and I hired a coach and I grew and I, I, I blossomed into being my true self because I asked who do I want to be and how do I show up as that person every single day. And then I saw the best version of me. And in order for me to get there, I had to do a lot of inner work and I had to let go of a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of fear. I had shame from my previous past, like I had to go back to like inner child work and stuff like that, which I won't talk about all that on here. But um, it was that helped me step into me and realize that no, I need it. I have, I want self-love. And I, and I I made my mistake because I didn't love myself. And so I was self-sabotaging and constantly in so many different ways. And that was the biggest way that woke me up enough to be like, I, I want to be the best person I can be. And this isn't okay. And, um, me and my ex-husband now have like this beautiful relationship and I'm so grateful for that mistake in my life because it became the biggest gift of my life because it woke me up to make sure that, sorry, I always get emotional. Um, that I'm going to be my best me no matter what and I will never go back to being a person that isn't my best self and constantly growing every single day so
1: yeah and that's amazing and like you said sometimes it and often it it does take those like pretty uh, powerful moments those those bigger realizations or those bigger events in our life that that force us to really look at why we are where we are right now and question if that is you know where we want to be in the future or who we believe our best self is uh-huh. and you know i i feel like those situations are very hard when we're in the middle of them but looking back yeah you can only be grateful for that opportunity to have that self-reflection in order to to, to prioritize and commit to having that change so um yeah i I can understand and i can feel how hard that that must have all been for you but i'm so glad that that happened and you've been able to use that experience as a catalyst to you know transform the lives of so many women so
0: and it became like this amazing gift where I, i ended up finding forgiveness for myself and forgiveness out of shame and like and learning how to communicate learning how to speak my truth learning who i really was who i'm really about And I was like, oh my gosh, Like this is teaching me to actually love myself because I never loved myself before. And now that I do, it became like this secret sauce. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know how people can love themselves. And there's like this this self-love epidemic. And so it became like, that's what I want to be every day is teaching people how they can be their best selves, no matter what mistake, no matter what anything else has happened to you, no matter your past, nothing, like just step up and step into you now, there's no better time. And then that's what I do and it's the best thing ever
1: why do you think that so many women in our society have these self-love issues like yeah. you're, you're you're definitely not alone i speak to women every day i've i've experienced that myself as well where do you think it comes from
0: i love that question thanks for asking that um i think well a social media and stuff can be bad and good like social media can be this beautiful thing depends on how you decide to look at it and um, but as women we feel the need to like compare ourselves constantly like we're we are literally ingrained to be like, oh, okay, I got to compare myself. You're, you're constantly judging yourself as a mom. If you're a mom, you think you have to be this p- perfect Pinterest mom. You think you, it's hard to be like a career woman and be a mom. So we have all these, these shoulds of what the world thinks we should be doing. And we, and we basically, we should all over ourselves because we're like, oh, is this what I'm supposed to be doing all the time? And it's not. And so we get So afraid of like really stepping into ourselves and loving ourselves because we, we don't even actually know who we really are. We think that we have to show up in the world as a certain way to get love and to be, to receive love and to be worthy of love and to feel like we're enough. And the biggest thing that I dealt with with my clients and for myself even was I'm not enough. That's the biggest thing people say is like, well, I'm not, I'm not enough. And it comes down to that. Ultimately, even with fear is I'm not enough because you think you're going to get judged or because you're judging yourself. And it's realizing like, who are you really? And you are enough right now in this moment, every single moment, you are so, so, so enough. But if you can't even love yourself and let yourself be seen, you're never gonna let someone else be seen. And what I mean by seen is like, really? Do you even know who you really are? Do you even know who you really wanna be? And like underneath all these layers of what you think you've had to be to receive love or to show up in this world to get accepted, who is that really who you want to be or is it just who you think you had to become? And that was the question that I asked for myself was that, and taking off all the layers of that, you like remove all these like masks almost. And you're like, Oh, Oh, this is me. This is the me I want to be seen. And so many women, they don't even look themselves in the mirror. That's how much we don't even see ourselves because we feel like we're not enough or we're this, that's where the self-love epidemic. I feel like comes from is, if you can't even be seen, how are you expecting the world to be able to see you, you know? And so I do a ton of like mirror therapy with people to even make themselves start to look into their own soul. Like even know what's in your soul. Can you look at yourself for five minutes straight in the mirror? And a lot of women feel like if they do that, they're vain or like that there should be some shame with it. But it's like, like, you got to see you who you really are and like love and honor you or else you're not going to let anybody else love and honor you either. And So it's taking that away and realizing that you're enough, like no matter what you're so enough.
1: Yeah. It's that whole like worthiness piece. Like how can you attract what you want into your life? If you do not even feel worthy of the very basics and just going back to that mirror exercise, I'm wondering, like, for those of you listening right now live with us, who has tried that before who's had a conversation with themselves and truly gazed into their own eyes in the mirror um, that is like the ultimate vulnerability right there, and I've done it a few times. And I, you know, I should I should make a more I hate that word should but you know to have that as a regular practice and really just looking at yourself and accepting yourself where you are, who you are. That is just yeah, that's the ultimate just surrender and acceptance. Um, yeah, Danielle has done it too. It's a very powerful exercise. So, those of you listening, I, I highly recommend giving it a try.
0: And I can post some stuff about it. And even um, there's Harvard University and Columbia University did some studies on it about how powerful actual, like even mere meditation or mere therapy, truly is for you and for your self love. Because, like I said, most women, and for me personally, um after i had my first child five years ago i gained 90 pounds being pregnant like literally i gained an entire person because i was like oh sugar cookies i can eat them every day i'll just nurse and it will go away that is a lie. <laughs> uh, and so i i i 1000 when i refuse to look at myself in the mirror so i'm like if i, if I don't see it it's not as bad like it's outside out, out of sight out of mind and so I had to learn how to love my body again. I had to learn to receive love. And so staring at yourself and like do it through mirror meditation, where I'll literally just sit and I'll stare at myself in the mirror and I'll hold my heart and. I'll just look into my soul and be like, you are so enough. You are so loved. You are so worthy of love. And I get chills right now just thinking of it, but like you just repeat it and you stare at yourself for five minutes and I'll have my girls work up to, I'll just say, do it for one minute. And they're like one minute of staring at myself. There's no way I can do that. I'm like, yeah, sister, do it. And then they work your way up to it. But it you'll you'll just sit there and ball because you're like, oh my God, I I never even realized how much there is to be seen. And you find so much love for yourself and then you let other people see that in you. Cause what you see in others is really a reflection of you. Right. And so like to be light, you have to see yourself as light, and then
1: you can show light to other people. So. I love that. Cool. And I'd love to know, um, just going back to like this exercise that you're doing with your, your two girls. And we discussed before how, you know, self love and worthiness is so embedded in our culture from such a young age. So what are you doing as a mom to show your girls the power of self-love I mean the mirror exercise is a great one but what are some other ways that you're showing them right now
0: I love that question no one's ever really asked me that um so we do affirmations in the morning and affirmations at night and the affirmations I have them talk about saying like that you are so loved you are so worthy of love you are perfect just the way you are you are enough you are smart you are kind anything you want to be you can be and I have them repeat that and my daughter, Ella, that's five. Sometimes she's like, okay, I'm perfect just the way I am. And she'll, But but it's ingrained in her head. Like she hasn't memorized. And I want her to believe that and know that. And it's also teaching them a heart of gratitude. Because if you're already thankful for all of life, I truly feel if you can have a heart of just pure gratitude for everything that life is doing for you, you have self-love for you because you have self-love for the world too. And then you, you become love all around, you know? And so it's teaching them to be grateful for everything that they already have It's teaching them to, to show love to others, to give to others. Cause if you, when you give to others, you also receive and like, that's how you show self love is through that. And whatever they want to be, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's, let's make it happen. And I really teach them. It's the power of thought. It's the power of your mind. It's whatever you think about is what you become about. So if you're thinking, Oh, I'm not smart. I can't do this. There's no way I can do that. Yeah. Then, then that's, what's going to happen. Um, there was a couple weeks ago, I guess maybe longer than that, but my garage door is really heavy. And so my oldest Ella, she was like, I can't open that. There's no way I can open that door. And I'm like, yes, you can. You can open up any door you want. And she's like, no, I can't, this door is too heavy. I'm like, okay sis, can you open up the bedroom door? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, can you open up the basement door? She's like, yeah. I'm like, can you open up doors at other people's houses? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so there's no reason why you can't open up this door then, right? And she's like, I guess if I just try, I'm like if you just try and if you believe you can open up that door, you can open it up. And so I'm like I believe in you. Do you believe in you? And she's like yeah, mom. And she pushed with like all her might and she fell like pushing the door open, but she laid down on the ground. She's like I did it. And I just picked her up. I'm like I want you to remember this moment, baby because Anything you wanna do, you can do. You just have to believe you can do it. And if you believe you can do it, you can open open up any door in life. And when someone closes the door on you, you just open it right back up because you gotta believe in you no matter what. And she's like, Okay, mom, thanks. And like it was just so powerful. And she even started crying because she's like, Thanks, mom, for loving me. And that's that's what I wanna do is I just wanna teach them to believe in them because if you can believe in you, anybody else can believe in you. And when you believe in you, you love you, you know? And it's powerful. Sorry, such I
1: such, love all such, the time. <laughs> such an amazing story. Like I've got tears and goosebumps. Like just, I mean, like what an amazing metaphor. <laughs> right, <laughs> and it, was and, it opening, was. and you can open any door, but just the fact of like raising girls these days and in my case, raising boys and just giving them this foundation at such a young age in terms of their relationship with themselves, but just their, their mindset and ability to believe or, or know that they can achieve whatever they believe at such exactly. an age like watch out like world like our next generation I mean yeah. I didn't learn this stuff till my my 20s I feel right. like generations before us may never learn it
0: right. <laughs> so, and that's what we have to do this right that's like why like we have to be that change is to get that there and to teach it and to help them realize that you can do anything that you want and also to not judge each other and so like um i really want them to be good at giving compliments. I think women are so against giving compliments to other women. Instead, we judge other women. Right. So we'll be like, so for, so for an example, you see a, a really pretty girl. And, um, so you assume like, Oh, she must be a brat. or you see someone with a really awesome fit body and they get out of like a really nice BMW or something. You're like, Oh, she must just have a rich husband. Doesn't have a job. She can just take care of her body all day. We think these thoughts, we start to judge people instead of showing love to these people instead of, and we're comparing ourselves to them when there's no reason for that. And so instead one practice that I've done for myself and I do with my clients is anytime that you start to judge someone, I want you to go meet that person, go talk to them because you can't hate something close up, Bernie Brown says. And so when you start to talk to people, you get to know people, you start to find out their story, you start to love them and you see, Oh, we're actually just alike. And I judged you for no reason. And so instead, I want you to compliment those women. I want you to learn how to change that mindset from I'm comparing to now I'm complimenting. And because what you see in them, you want to see in yourself. So go say that to them. Be like, dude, like you have a freaking rockin' body. Whatever you're doing, you keep it up, sister. Like you're killing it. And we all want to hear that. And then you show love and you show light. And what happens is then you're open to receive love and light. And then you start to see that in yourself. And when you start to see the beauty in you, you see the beauty in others. And it becomes this whole other world, you know? And so- um, my girls are really good at complimenting other people. and like showing that love and be like, Hey, you're so good at this. And like, whatever they're really good at, I like heighten that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, babe, you are so good at singing that song. Like you should sing that all the time. What does that make you happy? Yeah, it does. Okay. Do that. Like, you know, and it's, um, for me, that's been something I still practice is if I start to judge another woman for something, I never want to be that way. I'll go up and talk and be like, Hey, what's your, what are you doing? Um, for an example of that, just a couple weeks ago, I was at the gym, and I saw this girl, and she had just had, like, a rock and bod. She has, like, these abs are just, like, popping. Her whole body's just, like, toned. And so, immediately, I'm like, oh, she for sure doesn't have kids. And there's no way she's ever had kids for that body, right? And then I'm like, Stephanie, you are judging right now. You stop it. You stop it right now. So, I made myself get off the treadmill, and I go up to her, and she's literally, like, has her headsets and stuff, and I go, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, hi. Hi. <laughs> like what she's like pulls out her earpiece she's like are you okay like I look I look like a crazy person right and I'm like hey I, I just wanted to ask you like what got you into the gym like I'm not even talking to her I, I make her like stop her workout she's like talking to me and she's like oh well I have three kids and I really want to be healthy for them I was like oh, perfect tumble pie perfect tumble pie yep yep you have, of course you have three kids of course you have three kids I'm like wow I'm like you seriously look so amazing. I would have never imagined you have kids. Like, she's like, yeah, I just want to be healthy for them. I want to live as long as I possibly can. And so we became friends. And that's the point of this is don't, don't assume, go ask, go learn. Cause you can't hate from close up. And when you're judging, you end up realizing like, you're not, you shouldn't judge people to begin with. Right. And instead showing love. And she's like, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that today. Uh, today was a really bad day for me. She like, I got off a really bad phone call. So it's like, the universe works in that way. If you, you're presented these times where you're judging people and if you choose to then show love instead of comparison, it, it the flow of it will be the most beautiful thing. It'll be so crazy what will happen every time I've done it. It's beautiful. So yeah. and, and I I think
1: like, Going back to like the self-love piece as well. Um, and I notice you know, in times when I'm judging others, it's often because I don't feel worthy in some aspect of my life. So going back and like asking, like, where, where is that coming from? And then, you know, using it as an indicator, okay, maybe there's some worthiness self-love work that needs to be done in here to Absolutely. resolve these, these judgments that I'm having. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: And I think that's like the next key too, is like go inward. Like why, why am I thinking that way right now? And then it's being aware of that thought and then changing that thought pattern. and, and, I think you have to take immediate action to rewire that thought because you like no motion equals motion. So like you're when you when you move and you change it, that's why I'm like Stephanie, get off the trouble right now. You go stop this alert, like lady, like and but it it changes that thought. It changes the power of the thought and it rewires the brain to think differently. And it happens sooner than later. So
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked like a bit about like the worthiness piece, Um, but what are some? I mean, why do you think so many of us Live in fear, and what other aspects of fear do you think women in North America or in the world are really consumed by on a daily basis? That's a good
0: question. Um, I would say what we're consumed by is what is all these beautiful models that are not realistic, and we're, I mean, you're getting, I don't watch TV. But I stopped watching TV a year ago because I I want to be conscious of what I'm consuming, even like the music I listen to, everything that I listen to, because that's telling me that's what I should do or what how I should be, how I should perceive, and so the people I'm around, like what I think, what I put into my life. I want I am conscious of what I'm consuming, even down to food, to water, to everything. Right. Um, so I think right now what we consume is uh, a it's a lot of gossip, a lot of judgment, a lot of comparison a lot of you have to look this way in order to be worthy. And so that's the biggest thing is, is as women too, we're so hyper-focused on what we look like rather than who we really are, what our soul is. Like, how cool is your freaking soul? Do you know your soul? Like, do you get to know who you are and like let your soul shine? Cause when your soul shines, baby, you're shining at a whole nother vibration mm-hmm. and people are so afraid to do that because we're not teaching that you're not being consumed by TV ads or anything like that. That's saying, Oh, like love your soul. It's saying, hey, do you know how you can lose 15 pounds? You know how you can get the, these boobs? You know how you can do this? And it's, so then that's what we think we have to have in order to be worthy. And I had that same thought process. I thought if, until I weigh 120 pounds, I'm not worthy. I'm not beautiful. And until I can afford all the, all the things and have this huge fancy house, and this huge fancy car and have a yacht that I'm not successful. And, and so we think, all these things, or even as a mom, like, okay, until my kids are in Harvard, and they have like the best thing, and we compare and I have to feed them all this organic food, then I'm a terrible mother. Versus like just living how you want to live living by your own design, people are so afraid to just be to literally just be and live by by how you want to live. And I think it comes down to again, just feeling that they're not enough. And so they feel like if they if they really live the way they want to live, it won't be enough, because they're comparing it to something that's not realistic
1: mm-hmm. and that's such a that's just such a fallacy as well isn't it that you 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 watch all of these these women and, and you want all of these things and you believe everything is going to be better in the future when you have xyz and really you're just robbing yourself of the joy in the present moment deferring all of it until this time where you're going to have it all and then when you get there realizing hopefully realizing that the only time and place it ever existed was in the now. So I think that's just a big misconception. it's, it's,
0: it's, It's realizing honestly that nothing is going to make you happy until you look within. So looking outward is never going to make you happy until you find happiness within you. If you, you could have a million dollars. I know people that are millionaires that hate their life that are not happy. I know people that have the best bodies that hate their life that are not happy. I know amazing, successful people that hate their lives and they're not happy. So things don't create happiness. Happiness comes from within. It comes with having a heart of gratitude. It comes with finding yourself, finding love for yourself because then you're free. You're literally free of these shackles that say, until I do this, I can't be happy. Until I'm this, I can't be worthy. And then you're like, "Why? I'm happy as all can be. And you're like, "Like, I'm sorry, unicorns coming down from the sky. And like, what's happening? Why is there like cookie? I, I'm, I'm obsessed with cookies. So cookies is always like a thing. But It's, like, it's just you, you realize that happiness is, is within you already. And you start to see the world with love because you found love for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I I say literally, you see the world 1000% differently, because you start to see you differently. And so you see just love and light and beauty and everybody else because you found that love and light for yourself. And until you I truly believe until you find self love. It's that's the fear is like actually loving you and like saying that you're enough. And until you do that, you can't move on from anything, you know?
1: Yeah. And until you become that vibration of love, you cannot attract experiences, people, situations that are of that, that frequency. So it really is elevating your mood, elevating your vibration, and then accessing all of the things that are available to you from that new vantage point. Even when you're, when you're in the shit, when you're feeling crap, when you're judging, when you're of those low vibration energies, then you're going to have experiences that are of vibrational frequency to that. Right. And you're not going to be able to see any differently because you, you just vibrationally are not there. So yeah. And it all starts with self-love, the heart chakra, the center, and then we can access kind of the higher vibrations from that point.
0: Yes, girl. Yes. So
1: when you, you work with women, like, I guess you, I know you do a lot of work in your community and online as well. Um, what are um i mean i guess your process is helping people release their fears kind of the topic today yeah, yeah. embracing yeah. their their self so what does what what is embracing you like what does that look like
0: no i love that what is embracing you it's finding out who you really are so most women that i talk to you i'm like what do you like and they're like oh, I no I, I have no idea it's like so i used to work in finance and um i worked there for 10 years and we always hire these new people and we'd go around and be like, okay, tell us a fun fact about yourself. And it would be so interesting to watch people try to hurry up and they'd be like, what do I like to do? What's, what's a hobby? What's a fun fact about me? And people would get like, oh, they'd get anxiety when it became their turn because they, because they don't even know themselves. They, people literally do not know themselves because we're walking around the world numb being who we think the world's telling us to be. We don't even know what we really like. And so when people start to ask themselves, like, what do you really like? Who are you? Then you start to find out about yourself. And so that's what I help women do is find like, who are you? Who do you want to be? What's the best version of you? And I do that with a guided meditation of like helping them see the best version of them. And who is that? What is that person? Who is this? Who is this woman doing? What does she feel like? What is she seeing? How does she show up in this world? Like, what is the emotion around you? What are the feelings around you? How happy are you? How free are you? And, and then I have them look back and I'll say, Now, in order for you to get here, what did you have to let go of? And then it starts to come up and they're like, oh, I had to let go of this shame from this or this fear of this, or you know what? I started to love me. I started to do all these things. I'm like, okay, so that's how we get there. And I think step one is is that is who do you want to be and why do you want to be that person? And that's the best version of you. And only you know what that is. And what my dream is, my vision of my best self is not the version of your best self because- we are all created with a very specific dream, a very specific gift, a very specific vision of our best selves. And when you finally let yourself be, and you finally let yourself actually see that, then you can step into that. But I think most people can't even vision it or see it for themselves because they haven't even imagined that. So sometimes when I'm asking that question, they've never even seen a better version of themselves. And so it's helping them start to see like, really whatever you can imagine, you can create. And, it just, and then the next step is, what's, what do you have to do to get there? And it's, what baggage do you have to leave behind? Because we're carrying these bags, this, like, let's just say that I have this bag here, whatever, and we're, you're going through life, and every day you're like, oh, I'm not enough, and you just put it in, and oh, I'm not worthy enough, oh, I don't look this pretty, all these things, right? And then for whatever reason, we carry this bag around with us every single day. Who's telling you to carry that bag? There's not one person that is telling you that, except for yourself. So how can you learn to take this bag and drop it and never go back and pick it up because you don't need that. Who's telling you these stories? Who's telling you that? And it's going back and looking where do these stories stem from and how can you change that story and how can you find the gift in the story? How can you find the forgiveness in the story? What was the lesson in that story? Okay, so maybe someone told you that you were ugly or fat or that you weren't smart or you weren't enough and you've been holding on to that one story for the last 27 years. Let's go back and change that story. Let's go back because you get to choose what, how you want to know that story. And so it's helping them realize that they have the power of thought. They have the power of choice and that they have the power to go back and see life as a gift that it all really happened for you, not to you. And then it's realizing, so they start to do that, right? They start to get this compassion for themselves. They start to find forgiveness. They start to see the gifts in life. And then it gets scary. They're like, oh, I could really do this. I could really step into me. And then it becomes this same fear again is that I'm not enough or I'm going to get rejected because I'm not enough. And so there's this fear of that. So it's understanding what is that real fear and how can we move past it? And it's generally from that. We don't love ourselves yet. And it's learning how to love yourself through that. And like, what is, what's the cost of you not stepping into you because how you feel right now is how you're going to feel for the rest of your life. It's like, um, So when I used to watch TV and I'd watch a movie, right? I would never watch the same movie over again because I already knew what the ending was. But how many times do we watch the same movie of our lives over and over and over again, hoping for a new ending? If you want a new ending, you got to change the story. And it's up to you to change that story and put the plot twist in and own the life that you want. And that starts with you saying, I'm not going to live that way anymore because the cost is, I already know what that looks like. Or, you know what? I've already felt 30 years of this. Another 30 years isn't going to be better unless you decide to change it. And so it's like plot twist. Let's change the story. What do you want to have happen? Let's go. And then it's believing in themselves enough to do it and then taking intense action to make it happen. Like intense action.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, and we can all probably relate, either we've been there ourselves, I'm sure we've all been there ourselves at some phase, or we see it all the time that a lot of people just walk around unconscious all the time, right? And I think empowerment is exactly what you just described, letting people know or realize that they have a choice to decide who they want to be and to create the life that they want. How often, though, do you see when people get that initial you know spark that they can become the creator of their reality that they are just so confined by their beliefs and perceptions of how things have been and can be like that they are are blinded by potential like is there a process of having to meditate and get still and just like like you said like drop the baggage before that clarity really sinks in
0: yeah, for sure. So what we do is go through a process of like understanding what their limiting beliefs are. So I ask them to think of, you know, it's like a, I have them journal a ton. I think journaling is very healing. It's very powerful. Um, even just like word dumping. So just I'll like I'll just let them talk like just sometimes because as human beings, we want to talk back to people. So we're always, we're not really even fully listening. We're just prepared for when it's our turn to talk. And so sometimes just the voice of freedom lets them kind of figure out what their real fear is and opening up to that. And if they can't, then I have them journal, and I have very specific questions for that. Is like, you know, what what is the biggest fear that really holds you back, or is it someone that you're worried is gonna judge you? Who is that person, or is it someone's love that you're worried about you're gonna receive? Have you, you know, is it money? It comes down to money all the time and stuff too. Is it that you feel like you're not gonna be enough? Is it knowledge? I have a lot of people who feel like, oh well, I, I have to have you know, the best version of me is starting this business, but I need to go to Harvard in order to do that. Well, who says you have to do that? Why, why can't you believe in yourself enough for that? And so it's breaking it down. So I'll have, I'll have them say, okay, why? And then whatever that answer is, why? Like five times, like five whys. Um, and it helps them really see like, okay, the limiting belief is that, and it it always keeps coming down to like, I'm not enough. It's still, it comes down to it, but in a different way. And so then it's helping them realize how they've self-sabotaged throughout their whole life because they haven't felt like they're enough. So then that brings an awareness and they're like,
1: Oh,
0: I've been, I've been doing this to myself for this long in this many different ways. Cause every time I feel like it's close enough to taste it, I step out of it and instead i want you to jump i want you to jump into it the second you can start to taste it i want you to eat that whole that whole cookie like and go for it you
1: know yeah have you read yeah. this book right here the big leap no but i need okay. to i'll write it down it's exactly about what you just said it's like we get to a certain level in our own like personal evolution and our development and then we hit like a ceiling where we are getting out of our comfort zone and we like self-sabotage ourselves because our ego likes that. to keep us comfortable. So the big leap's all about like realizing that those, those fear-based thoughts when we're, we're reaching our limit, they're totally normal. Yeah. And if we can just push past them, we, we take that big leap onto the next version. And like you mentioned at the very beginning, it's all layers like or levels. Like we might be yeah. level 10 and there's like 10,000. There's always ways to evolve and expand, but it is working with those beliefs and fears that like to keep us safe and small and and just having enough conviction and and passion to transcend them and to continue evolving and growing. Well I think it's owning
0: that. It's owning, okay, this is the belief and here's where it stems. So I asked them like where where did that belief come from? Who's making you say that story to yourself still? And how are you validating that story? Because once we believe something, self fulfilling prophecy, we want to validate it. So if we say, Oh, you know what, um I'm not going to no one's going to want to date me until I look a certain way. You won't put yourself in certain situations until you feel like you're ready for that because you want to prove to yourself that that's a true a true philosophy. Or you'll be like, "Oh, there's no way I can stick to a diet for for 6 months. There's just there's no way I can do it." And so the second you decide that you tell yourself you can't do it. So it's learning how to rewire your brain to say, I can, I will, I must, and that you can do it. And it's creating self-discipline through that to say that, oh, I am worthy of this. I am enough. And so I I help them create small habits that create lasting habits to realize the inner belief that you can believe in yourself. It just starts with one win at a time. And then that becomes a propeller that just becomes this huge propeller. It's like the boat just goes on its own after that point, because you're like, I've already won this. I've already done this. And you create these constant wins for yourself by believing in yourself. And so it helps you rewire to change the the limiting belief. It doesn't mean that it fully goes away, right? But you understand when it comes up, how it comes up and what that voice is and learning how to literally just shut that voice off and say, no, I am. And here's how I can prove I am. So a lot of people say like, oh, I'm I'm not worthy of love. I'm like, okay, how can you disprove that story? Who loves you? Oh, my kids love me. My husband loves me. My friends at work love me. I have these people in my life that love me. Who's Who wished you a happy birthday? And they name all these people. I'm like, so you're telling me you're not worthy of love? You're telling me you don't you don't have anybody that loves you? Because you just told me a story about people that love you. And I'll ask them to give me like the feelings and the emotions that are tied to that. Like, what is love? What's love to you? How do you receive love? you know like all these different questions. And then they realize like, oh, it's just me thinking I don't deserve this. And so I haven't been open to receive this. And then the second they realize Again, it's on me. I can change how I think I can receive all this by just saying like, thank you, bless you, like pour it on me. And so they, they realize that the power isn't in their thought, the power isn't changing the thought, rewiring the thought, choosing the story that you want. And that becomes how you can believe in yourself and you go for the vision of yourself and you stop self sabotaging. And or you might be in the middle of self sabotage, but now you're aware to it. And you're like, oh wait, never mind. Let me go back. Okay, I know how to change this. I know how to. Re- I know how to jump out of this hamster wheel of self sabotage and go back to being my best self. So it's just bringing that awareness and learning that that skill set. You know. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Game changing stuff. <laughs> it, yes, it is. So we're going through the four steps to releasing fears and stepping into you. So step one was, who do you want to? become, right? Yeah, exactly. So who is it that you really want to be? And why do you want to be that person? Like, why is that, that
0: person so important to you? And then understanding, you know, what is the fear that's associated with that? It's like, what do you have to leave behind in yeah. order to step into you? You know, so it's like, what, what do you have to take off that the world's told you this is who you are? Like, how many scarves is it? And it could be 1700 scarves, girl, like we could have it could be a long process. That's okay. It's just trusting that process. But what do you have to leave behind to be able to step into you? And then it's learning how to change the story that you've been believing that says that you can't. So what's the limiting beliefs that say that you can't do it? And who who? how can you see that story as a gift instead? And when you find love and compassion for that, you find love and compassion for yourself, right? And then you find self-discipline. You find self-belief. You find your inner power, your inner strength. You find your powerhouse because you're like, damn, I'm in control of my life. I can do anything. I can choose to see it how I want to see it, right? And then – Step four, you go, take action, make it happen. Like you cannot hold back. Like Mel Robbins, five second rule. You have five seconds, go, act right now, make it happen. Because otherwise you get analysis paralysis and you just sit there and you sit, you let fear win when you do that. Fear is still gonna be there, but you gotta jump. And then when you jump, you're like, I did this. I did this. And then that become. you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. And then you're like, oh, I can, what else could I do? What else am I capable of? What else can I, what other fears can I come over? And if that doesn't work for you, then I ask, what's the cost of you not doing that? Because a lot of times it's when you become aware, you realize that you want to give back to the world and somehow, and you want to make an impact on others. And so I'm like, if you choose to not step into you Who are you not allowing to give permission for them to step into them? And then it becomes something different. And then they're like, well, there's no way I could have someone not believe in them. I'm like, okay, well, then you better take some action, sister. Like, let's go. And so that kind of helps propel you too to take that jump and to let go of the fear because you're doing it for a bigger cause, something bigger than yourself, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah. and it's kind of like, um, yeah, when you get to that stage and you are self-expressed and you're so connected with your own alignment, you know, your alignment is what, what inspires other people to awaken that in themselves it's really the most powerful state we can be but it is like a muscle like you said you've got it you're going to always be reaching those new fears and those new heights and by constantly just acting and going and moving forward despite of it all it is like we're, we're flexing muscle and we're getting that memory and it becomes easier and easier but it never goes away we're never just going to be meditating on a rock like buddha like all day and just having it having it sorted that's not why we're having this like Material experience, right, right. It is work. It can be fun, um, it, and fear so is fun. Hard. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's when you let go of
0: fear, you truly become you because you realize that fear doesn't define you anymore. Yeah. And for me, that was I. Like I said, I used to work in finance and. My fear was that I wasn't going to be able to be successful anywhere else except for that. And I only have my associate's degree. So I had this fear-based belief that unless I had some crazy awesome degree, I couldn't be a coach and I couldn't help transform people's lives. And until, you know, until I've read a zillion books, I can't help people. So I made all these like fault-limiting beliefs about myself. And then I realized like, no, that's just me saying I'm not worth it. And really stepping into me and saying the cost is if I don't do this. I can't live with myself because I, I found this secret sauce that makes me feel alive and I have to share that recipe with the whole world. And if I don't like that is just, that's pure selfishness and that's a cost I can't live with. And so that became a greater cause for me than any fear that I could have. And so it helped me find my own courage, my own inner belief. And I quit my job of 10 years, making six figures and just launched my own company and just went for it. I'm a single mom just doing it by myself, like make it happen. But it's, there's there's no better feeling in the world than when you're like I fully believe in me and it just happens like and it's a rad ride so let go of the fear the fear isn't bad and when you break down the fear and you ask yourself why 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 like the worst case scenario everything's figure outable if you just trust in yourself no matter what literally everything is outable when especially when you're put into a corner you'll figure out a way to get out
1: Yeah. And I love that when you break it down because fear the word broken down, false evidence appearing real. Like that's that's
0: all it is, right? Yeah. So instead of, instead ask yourself, what if it, what if it went right? What could happen then? And how amazing could it be? And also, even if, even if you might fail, what's the lesson you get to learn? You get to learn courage. You get to learn inner strength. You get to learn how to network. I mean, in my example, starting a business, like there's, and so it's also asking that, like, what's the gift? I think you always look at life as like, what's the gift? Because, if you're focused on the present, it's called the present for a reason, right? It's literally a present, it's a gift. And so if you decide to look at it as like, even if I fail, what's the gift, or what I get to learn? That takes away the fear from it too, because now you're changing the thought. So instead of, oh, this is scary, it's, I get to.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then it's like, you're like, okay, let's go. Like, yeah. And it's just changing that
1: wiring, those in, you know, yeah. a positive consequence almost. Yeah, exactly. So for everyone listening to this, I want them to, um, walk away with something that they can implement into their life like right now to yeah. dropping their fears and stepping into you, their, themselves. So what is one thing that they can start implementing every day now to do that? I love that.
0: Um, every day, ask yourself when you wake up, who is the person you want to be and why? And how are you going to show up as that person today? What are you going to do? And the second fear shows up for you stepping into you full, you have five seconds and I want you to take action no matter what it is. So if if that five seconds is like, Oh, I want to go tell this girl like how amazing she looks go. You have five seconds to go do it. Talk yourself into it. If you want to read a book, but you're like, Oh, I've never, I've never even finished a book. I I can't tell you how many clients tell me, you know, I've never finished a book until I've been in your program. Cause I make them read like a book every week or listen to a book every week because you want to be consumed with this. Right. And so it's like, and then what are you going to do to show up as that person today? How, like, what's, what's the word of intent for that today? And that helps you with letting go of the fear and just really doing that. And it's because ultimately it's all on you, right? Like I just said, it's all about your mindset. So if you start asking yourself these questions every day, it really starts to help you become more aware throughout the day. Cause you're like, Whoa, is that the best version of me? Or was it not? It's like, you're, it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're driving down a road, And all of a sudden you see a building that's been there there for 15 years, you're like, it's never been there. What? How has that been here this whole time? It's how the awareness will come with you because you're like, I've I've acted that way this whole time. I've judged people this way this whole time. Like, that's not who I, that's not how I want to be. This is how I want to be. And so it helps you start to change automatically. And so that would be my steps of advice for that. And it helps you let go of the fear of not being you.
1: And yeah. Yeah, I love it. I like how Lori just added to the conversation fear. Face Everything, Align, Rise. Oh, yes, I love that. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Face Everything, Align, Rise. That's so good as well. So I would love to tell everybody now how they can find you. Uh, Steph has online programs. She does one-on-one coaching. She's got her podcast. So if people want to learn more about you and connect with you and work with you, um, where can they find you?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, so my Instagram is at Steph I it's S T E F I L I F F. Um, and then that's where all my courses are at. My website's also www.findyourinnerpowerhouse.com. And then my podcast is called just talking and that is on um, Spotify and iTunes. So just search it and you'll see my face. Um, and that's how you can join in on all the fun things. And if you are someone who's local in Utah, I host free events um, once a month. So just, you'll see those on my Instagram and stuff like that on my website.
1: Amazing. And we're going to add all this to the comments and also to the show notes. Steph, I so appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you this is so fun. I love talking to you. Um, everything that you say just resonates with me and is like a hell freaking Yeah. And yes! listening has, has definitely got a lot out of the conversation as well. So thank you so much for, for joining me and, yes. um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Hey, thank
0: you. I appreciate you. Bless all of you.